This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. All righty, welcome to it. So good to have you with us again uh, today, whether you're in Alberta, BC, doesn't matter. Either one, call us. We'd love to talk to you this afternoon if you have employment law questions concerning yourself or maybe a bunch of colleagues at work. It could be something about uh, mandates, going back to work, vaccines, could be a severance question. Temporary layoff, doesn't matter. Bring it on. Here to answer them all. And again, yeah, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. Live, ready to take those phone calls and get you some answers. You want to motor along an email, you can do that. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website we always direct people to because it's free and anonymous and it's full of information. And it's uh, always something useful there for you called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And throughout the show, I will give you Lior's number to reach out to Lior, his team at the firm, and uh, get some direct uh, contact, some information, have a chat anytime you would like about whatever matter concerns you. 1-855-821-5900. But as mentioned, phone lines are open here during the show. You can call in and talk to us toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. Lior Samfiru, of course, co-founding partner, Samfiru to Mark and LLP. Having to, happens to be the most positively reviewed law firm in this entire country. So they're doing lots of things correct. So we'll get to our topic for uh, this afternoon, things you should never do without calling Lior first. That is on the way, but we always start off with the uh, the case of the day, the week that was. Pal, how are you? Hey, John. I am well. Uh, you know, Sunday afternoon, time to talk some employment law and time yeah, to hopefully answer questions. The more you may be going back to work, well... Maybe you, you want to know what to say to your boss because something happened on Friday. Maybe you're uh, hoping to have a better week this week than you had last week. Well, if you want to know how to do that, what to say, what to do, what an opportunity you have right now to call in with that question. I'll answer the question. I'll tell you what to do. I'll help you out. I'll make sure that you know how your legal rights operate. Maybe you've lost your job and you want to know what your order, if it was even legal to let you go. Maybe you've been put on a temporary layoff and you want to know what to do and how long you should be waiting. Maybe it's a mandatory vaccine question. Guess what? You have rights. Whatever the issue, the question, the problem, now is the time to call with that question and, and get some answers. And the week that was where I talk about a couple situations that came across my desk. So, John, we've spoken in the past uh, about the fact that instead of severance, an employer can give enough notice. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if someone is owed six months severance, one way the employer can avoid paying six months severance is to give six months advance notice of termination. Yep. Well, this matter that I'm going to tell you about involved a company that tried to do that. So, this uh, this gentleman that I spoke with, he had actually received from his employer 12 months notice, 12 months. Now, for him, that would have been enough. You know, he was about a 14-year employee, and the 12 months would have been in the range of severance that he was owed. He got mm-hmm. 12 months notice. Now, during that 12 months, though, the company often encouraged him to apply to different jobs that they had within the organization. And he applied to two or three of those jobs. He kind of interviewed for them. And ultimately, they, they did not hire him. So he didn't get the jobs. And then the 12 months came. They said, okay, well, now we're going to say goodbye. And because we gave you enough severance we're not or, or enough notice, we don't owe you any severance. So he called me and he wanted to know just, is that right? So here's the thing, John. For notice to be effective instead of severance, it has to be certain that your employment is terminated and when that termination happens. Well, what happened here? They gave him notice, 
But then they gave him all kinds of opportunities to find an, other jobs, to interview for other jobs. So that certainty went away. When he was interviewing for other jobs, he didn't know if he was going to get it and continue on or if, in fact, his termination is going to go ahead. So because of that, that 12 months notice that they gave him doesn't count. It's not effective. And because it's not effective, now they actually have to pay him 12 months of severance. So this oh. is actually something that I've seen before. If you get notice of termination, if the company is wishy-washy about it, or if they're saying maybe, or if they're giving you other jobs to consider, that notice does not count. It's not effective because you're not certain that you're going to lose your job or when you're going to lose your job. So it's not effective. And if it's not effective, that's a good thing for the employee. You are owed severance. So for this employee, yeah, he's owed severance. I'm going to help him get it. But I actually thought that this is an example that may actually apply to more people in various ways. If the notice mm-hmm. that you get is not certain, it's not completely clear that your employment is actually going to be terminated, that notice, John, doesn't count. Is there a, is, is notice always in lockstep with the amount of severance you should get? Is there a maximum to that? I know it's generally 24 months is, is generally the maximum severance you can get. Is that same for notice as well? Well, I mean, an employer can decide to give more notice than that if they want. So, you know, if they want to give someone 35 months notice, I mean, I don't know why they would ever do that, but they can, right? There's no no reason for that as long as they give enough notice, uh, which is the same amount that they would have to give if someone was paid severance. Now, here's the thing, though. In most cases, even if the notice is effective, the employee is actually not receiving enough notice. So I'll give you an example. Someone is owed 12 months severance. Instead of giving them 12 months notice, the company gives four months notice. Well, then they still have to make up that difference, that eight months. They have to make it up at the end by paying severance. So even in cases, John, where employees get notice, in 90% of those cases, they haven't received enough notice. Again, matters uh, that concerning this or anything else, bring it on toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Here, willing, ready to take those phone calls. What else you got going on, pal? So uh, I spoke with uh, another gentleman who had been laid off temporarily a while ago because of COVID nineteen. The company was kind of struggling, so they put him off work. So he would was off for about two and a half or three months. Before he said, well, I can't continue uh, waiting, you know, and so he ended up finding another job. Um, Makes sense, right? He found another job, started working, and then his old employer found out about it. I don't know if it was through LinkedIn or whatever it is. They they found out. So they wrote him a nice letter saying, okay, we understand you've now uh, taken another job, so we accept that as a resignation. We wish you all the best. Here's your record of employment saying that you've resigned. He actually wasn't upset by that, but he called me just to make sure that there's nothing there that's inappropriate. So here's the thing, John, and I hope that our uh, regular listeners know this. Once he was put on a temporary layoff by his uh, former employer, that became a termination. The reason for that is his employer did not have a right to put him on a temporary layoff. Employers don't have that right. If you are put on a temporary layoff... You can choose to look at that as a termination and make them, require them to pay you severance. So once they put him on a temporary layoff, his employment was terminated. So if he found another job after that, it it doesn't mean he's resigned. He couldn't have resigned because his employment was already terminated. 
Right. So yes, they actually have to pay him severance now. I'm going to help him get it. But this is such an important reminder that once you're put on a temporary layoff, you can choose to look at that as a termination. And if you then find another job, well, you haven't resigned because the, the layoff itself terminated your employment. If you've been put on a temporary layoff, if you're still sitting at home, if you want to know what your rights are, whether you found another job or not, doesn't matter. You need to call me. You could be owed significant amounts of severance, up to two years pay. So temporary layoffs, let's have that chat. That is a chat that you've probably had a billion times in the last year and a half to two years because I don't think there's ever been a time in your career in 20-plus years that you've seen so many temporary layoffs come to the fore, I bet, right? No, especially kind of early on in the pandemic, but even after. Yeah. But certainly in the first you know, couple of months of the pandemic, my gosh, uh, yeah. temporary layoffs. You know, I, I think that half the employees out there uh, were put on a temporary layoff at, at some point or another, which is an unbelievable amount of uh, in employees. And by the way, more recently, over the last six to eight months, the, the hot topic, of course, was vaccines uh, mm-hmm. for those individuals that may have had their job impacted because of their vaccine status. So certainly uh, uh, an interesting couple of years, to say the least. Are you still hearing from people that are still on a temporary layoff all this time later? Absolutely. I'm wow. hearing uh, from people that have been on, on a layoff for a couple of years now, some that were put on a leave not necessarily the beginning of the pandemic later on and are still on, on a layoff. And if you've been on a layoff for that long, even if it's a lot less than that, you really have to think when is enough enough and you get to make that choice. You, the employee, get to say, I've had enough. I'm not waiting anymore. I'm treating that as a termination, getting my severance and moving on. So it's not your employer's call. People ask me often, how long can they keep me on a temporary layoff? They can't. It's your decision. If you've had enough, you can get your severance right now. And uh, welcome back to it. Yep, toll free, one 9898 That is what you want to use to call through. And uh, talk to us anytime as we get into our uh, topic for the afternoon and roll on with it. That would be things you should never do without calling Lior first. Because sometimes you think, ah, I can just handle this matter. Uh, I got a buddy, my uh, my neighbor told me, you know, Steve told me I could just do this. Well, you know what? Don't do that. Just take a step back, grab a phone, and give Lior a call or send him an email and uh, make sure you do things the correct way the number one is contact the government for advice if you've been let go because that's the knee-jerk reaction right it's a knee-jerk reaction and it actually makes sense that it would be the knee-jerk reaction we have you know the the labor board the employment standards branch whatever you want and say okay well i have a, a an issue i lost my job so let me call them and let me find out and they'll answer your questions so it's not like they're gonna tell you why did you call us they'll say no no you did the right thing by calling us mm-hmm. but here's the problem Okay, the government can only advise you, whether it's the labor board, the employment standards branch, can only advise you with respect to your minimum termination entitlements. Now, why is that important? That's important because your minimum entitlements are only a small fraction of what you're actually owed. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you've worked for a company for three years and you lose your job. You call them and you ask them, okay, I've worked for three years. What am I owed? They'll tell you three weeks pay. That's your minimum entitlements, but that's wrong. Your full entitlements, sometimes we call those common law entitlements, are much more. In that situation, your common law entitlements could easily be six months pay. Months, yeah. not weeks, months. So you, you hear government says three weeks. You think, okay, that makes sense. So I'll accept the four weeks that the company's offered me when, in fact, you're owed six months. So when it comes to losing your job, you cannot call the Ministry of Labor. You cannot call the Employment Standards back 
branch, a labor board, whatever you want to call it, without speaking to me first, okay? We need to understand what you're actually owed. The government can only help you enforce your minimum entitlements. Uh, and I've spoken with dozens, if not hundreds of people over the over the years where by the time they realized that it was too late, their limitation period has expired. That's a huge, huge, huge problem. The easiest way to lose your entitlements is to actually try to get the government's help when you lose your job. Now, you can absolutely contact the government if you have an overtime issue, a vacation pay issue, if your boss was late on your last paycheck. Absolutely. Not when you lose your job. And if you don't like me, that's okay. Contact another employment lawyer. But you cannot contact the government if you lose your job. And quickly, that contact that Lior is speaking of to reach out to uh, to him and a member of his team, simple, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to more of those, but we always go to the phones, our priority. And uh, in that regard, Alex, uh, thank you so much for hanging on for a moment. How are you? Good. How are you? Brilliant. Thanks so much for taking the time uh, this afternoon. What's on your mind? Well, I just had a question. I'm working for a company. Um, where they were one of the first companies in Canada that made you get um, both vaccines um, or else you were let go. But now they're also saying now you must get a booster shot or you have to hand in your resignation letter. And I'm like, well, how about I don't get a booster and you guys fire me? (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out where I stand on that. Uh, First question, Alex, are you part of a union? No. Okay. So, uh, you, I mean, ultimately, you have to decide whether you want to keep your job or not, whether it's a resignation or a termination. We're going to speak about that right now. But ultimately, okay. you're going to lose your job if you don't get the booster. So you have to decide what is better for you to, to get it or not. But if you ultimately decide not to get the booster, you can simply tell mm-hmm. them. And if because of that, you're out of a job, you're not going to resign. Why would you ever resign? If they say, OK, you're not coming in anymore. Well, that's a termination and they have to pay you severance. They may say, well, we're going to put you on an unpaid leave. Well, that unpaid leave as well allows you to look at it as a termination of employment. So, no, you're mm-hmm. not going to resign. You're going to continue working until and unless they tell you to stop working. And if if that's what happens and they tell you to stop working, if they don't back off, then, yes, you're owed severance. And, and how long have you been there for, Alex? Uh, it's been three years now. So, you know, depending on, on your specific job and your age, you could be owed anywhere from, you know, four to six months pay, potentially even more than that. Uh, so we're not talking about something that's that's small or tiny here in terms of severance. So if you lose your job, Alex, give me a call and we'll get to work to make sure you get that severance. Perfect. And what was your website again? Sorry. I'll give it to you right now. And that would be uh, employmentlawyer.ca, Alex, or you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. So employmentlawyer.ca for more information, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And uh, so much for joining us on the show this afternoon, Alex. Again, just to nail that point home in case anybody glossed over it, that is that that employer, Alex's employer, can let him go just because they want vaccines. He refuses. They can let him go, but the you know the rub is they owe him full severance for doing so. Correct. And you know, a, a lot of people say, no, no, they can't let you go. What do you mean they can't let you go? What are you going to yep. call the police and make sure that uh, <laughs> y- your employer is not? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, of course not. Yeah. You will be let go. I guarantee you that. It's just a question of what do they owe you as a result of being let go. And you know, a lot of employers 
are assuming that they can let an employee go without severance because of their vaccine status. That's not correct. They have to pay severance, and that could be a substantial amount. So whether you're an employee or an employer, you have to keep that in mind. Great call, Alex. Appreciate you bringing that one on. You have time as well. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Back to our topic for the day, though, and things you should never do without calling Leora first. Next one is this: in a temporary layoff situation, as we mentioned off the top, don't sit at home and wait to be called back. Oh, next week, the week after, the month after. Bide your time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take action. Well, that's exactly right. We said right at the beginning of the show that if you're put on a temporary layoff, you have the right to treat that as a termination of employment. Now, you certainly don't have to, but you have uh, the right to do that. But here's why I say don't just sit at home and wait, uh, at least not without speaking to me first. So first of all, kind of the obvious reason is, well, you're sitting at home not getting paid, at least not your full salary, and and that's a tough situation to be in. You may get into debt. You may have to sell your house. I mean, we've all seen that happen. Not, Not a good situation at all. But there's another reason. If you sit and wait, what might actually happen is the company may call you back. While that sounds good, the problem with that is if they call you back and you go back, you've now considered to have accepted the fact that your employer can lay you off temporarily. So that means they can do it again. So you thought, okay, well, I'll be the good soldier. I'll wait to come back. I'll go back. Well, by doing that, now the company can do it again and again and again. And you may then go back to work for a few months, get laid off for a few months, back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, you know, the job that you had is gone. So please be very smart about this. With temporary layoffs, we don't ignore them. We don't just sit at home hoping that everything is going to work out. It doesn't just work out on its own. There's things that we can do to avoid you having accepted that that, uh, layoff. So let's speak. Don't just sit at home and ignore that layoff without speaking to me first. So in other words, from the employer perspective, they, if they cross that threshold of finally bringing you back, that's it. Your coffin is sealed. Now now you've accepted that temporary layoff once, even though it's been two years. Now they could do it again two months later, and you can't do much about it. Yeah, if you've accepted it by going back to work, then that now there's an implied term that they can do this. And how do we know? Because they did it, and you said, that ah, that's fine. I'm accepting it. So they could do it again and again and again. Not a good state to be in at all if you're an employee. We'll start on this one before we got to take a break in about a minute, and this one's important, so we'll spend some time on it, and that is things you should never do without calling Lior first. Sign a new employment agreement, especially if you're already employed and it gets slidden across the table to you, right? If you're working your employer wants you to sign a new employment agreement, that is a problem. That is bad news. It's a bad sign. There are terms there that are very problematic beyond just what your salary is and how much vacation you're getting, so be very concerned. Never sign an employment agreement without speaking to me first, especially if you're already working. There's a reason your employer wants you to sign it, and it's not because they like you. It's not because they want to give you better terms. So you have to be very, very careful. And we are back at it. So good to have you on the show today. Yeah, that is the number, one 399 9898 And as always, our callers are priority. We love having you on, so, so bring it on. Johnny, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, hi. Uh, am I on air right now? You bet. What's your question? Uh, I have several questions, uh, if you don't mind. Give us uh, give us two, anyway, the important ones. Uh, okay. Uh, my first question is, uh, with regard to three months probation period, uh, if uh, an employee has been let go right at the three months, uh, what would that be uh, as far as paying lieu of notice? Uh, because 
the employers is saying the three months probation period, if we let you go during that three months, we don't owe you nothing. And uh, um, is that something that <laughs> I just wanted to make a confirmation by your uh, by your guest that uh, what is this three months probation period? And then I get to my other questions after the answer. So, so Johnny, you, we'd have to look at your employment agreement because the only time that the company can let someone go in the first three months without paying anything is if the employee signed an employment agreement that says exactly that. That says in the first three months, we can let you go without any payment. If it doesn't say that, exactly what I just said, then the employee is still going to be owed severance even after two or three months. Absolutely. So we have to look at the employment agreement and the answer is going to be right there. Now, in, I am in Alberta, and because uh, the employer says uh, this is a provincial matter, each province have their own rules and regulation. I called employment standard in Alberta. They are saying that uh, the first three months is a probation period. No, so, so no. You, uh, the first three months are irrelevant unless you sign an employment agreement that says that. So even after a week of working, you would be owed severance unless the employment agreement says otherwise. So the only time that probation period exists is if you sign an employment agreement. If you signed one, you may want to send me a copy. I'll tell you what it says. If you did not sign one, then you're not on probation, meaning you are owed severance. Now, uh, the job uh, that I was doing, I was working as a shuttle bus driver for a hotel, a shuttle bus driver position in a hotel um, so under that uh, job description and position, in your opinion, if I did not sign anything, uh, there was no agreement to sign, uh, I got hired and uh, I was working and it was about three months and then suddenly without any notice and they didn't even pay me, uh, at least under the Alberta government, uh, uh, you, the employer should, unless they have a just cause, they have to give you a, a one-week pay, pay in lieu of notice. So they didn't give me that. They didn't, I didn't sign anything. There was nothing. So what is your opinion on that? You're probably owed two to three months pay, okay? Unless you sign something, like I said, you're owed two to three months pay. So the best thing you could do right now, Johnny, is once we're off air, want you to call or email me. We'll take a look at the agreement. We'll assess your entitlements properly and then get you what you wrote. It's not complicated. So I look forward to connecting off air. Johnny, thanks so much for your time. And the call is going to move on down the line to reach out to Lior, by the way, Johnny, and for you as well, one 821 5900 would be the other way to do that. Marnie, thank you. You're up next. Good afternoon. What's on your mind? Um, I would like to get a hold of, of him personally, too, because I had a job for two years, and it was like a foster parent, but they're called house parent. I only got two days off a month. That's all you had. I had to work, you know, give up my home to move in. And then they ended up firing me during COVID after I fell down the stairs and injured myself. And um, after three months, we were supposed to get medical, dental, uh, life insurance, all that. I didn't get it at all in the whole two years I was there. Um, so, um, and then there's more issues, but um, that's why I think I should have a like a personal with him if he's available to talk to me one day. 
Marnie, obviously we need to connect as soon as possible. Not only are we yeah. talking about severance you're going to be owed for sure, but if they let you go because of your injury, that could be a human rights violation as well. They may no, owe they, you they made something up. They made something up. Right. Um, well, they, you know, they still may they, owe you yeah. damages or human rights violation. They may also owe you uh, amounts in, lo- in lieu of those benefits that they never provided you. So we have a lot to discuss, Marty. So I want you to connect with me off air as soon as possible. I will do that because now I got injured and then fired and I was homeless because I had to give up my home to move in and put my stuff in storage. I've sunk into such a depression. My doctor's worried about me. So, yeah, I need to talk to you. Okay. I look forward to speaking to you. Appreciate it, Marty. And again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the way here and now. Toll free to do like Johnny and Marty before you. Uh, toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight is the way. Uh, takes us down to Brenda. Hi, Brenda. How are you? Hi. Good. Thanks. Great. Good. What's on your mind? So um, I got laid off back in November, or not laid off. Well, I guess yeah, laid off. Um, the temporary uh, um, put put on leave. And um, it's I I just recently signed a paid absence prior to retirement, so I'm wondering if um, I get anything, or did I screw myself? Well, I would actually have to see Brenda what you signed to to tell you if you signed something that compromised your rights. I'd actually have to see it. Uh, so you would want to send me a copy. But why were you laid off? Is it a vaccine issue or something? Yeah, else? the vaccine issue. I, I'm not. I'm not vac- vaccinated. Okay. And are you part of a union? Yes. Okay. Then the only one that can answer your question in that situation is the union. The only one that can tell you if it's right or wrong or if you've given up something is the union. And, and the only one that can fight for you if needed is the union. So myself or any lawyer can't help you in that situation. Unfortunately, Brenda, it has to oh. be the union. Okay, okay. I'll get a hold of them then. Thanks, Brenda. Appreciate the call. And uh, before the break, we'll get to uh, we'll get to Lynn. And uh, there's where's Lynn? There she is. Hi, Lynn. Thank you for hanging on. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Great. Um, I have a question. Um, I was Mm -hmm. just recently taken a position as a casual employee, which is something new for me. So it's not full time. I'm just sort of available on call if the family needs me to help as a caregiver position. Um, so it's just sort of on the fly. And so I was just wondering if I will be then entitled to any vacation pay or entitled to any stat pay if they happen to call me on a stat holiday. So are they, do you know if they're treating you as an employee? In other words, are they going to withhold payment from your, from your check? They are. Yeah. Then yes, absolutely. Then yes, you are entitled to vacation pay. Vacation pay will be a minimum of 4% of your wages. Uh, you are going to be entitled to statutory holiday pay. You're going to get at least minimum wage. So all the rights that you would have as an employee apply to you even as a casual worker, no question. And beyond that also, if at some point, hopefully it doesn't happen, but if at some point they decide to part ways with you and let you go, you would be owed severance at that point as well. So uh, with all those things in mind, if if you ever have any problems, uh, you know what to do. You can reach out to me. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate you taking the time today as well. That number, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Interesting situation with Lynn. If you think about it, a lot of people would be shocked to think that someone's working maybe, you know, 
casually a couple days, maybe a day or two a week, a couple days a month maybe by a family who's just kind of hiring them, they would think that, that that's not an official employment. That's not a company. They would never own severance if they, they let her go. But that's not the fact. That's not the fact. Well, no, it's not. And But the interesting thing is, you know, I asked her the first thing is how are they treating you? Because if she's mm-hmm. kind of a casual person, she goes every once in a while, but she has other stuff that she does, it may have actually been legal to call her an independent contractor. They may have been able to do that legally, but if they're not, if they're saying, no, no, we're going to look at you and treat you like an employee, well, wait a second. If that's what you're going to do, which is great, that means that there's all kinds of rights that the person has, right? They're going to be owed severance, of course. They're going to be owed minimum wage, vacation pay, holiday pay. Uh, So, you know, you you can have an employee for some purposes, but not for others. Uh, So very important. And by the way, a lot of people are misclassified. We've talked about that before that they believe they're contractors, but they really are employees. So bottom line, hey, if you want to know what your legal status is, not what the company you work for says you are, but what the law says you are, you always give me a call and we can talk about it. All right, we're back, and you are as well. Welcome. Thank you so much for hanging on. And to call in toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. And email Lior anytime during or after the show, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is how we do it. We'll get to uh, we'll get to Peter. Hi, Peter. How are you? Okay, good. Yourself? Good. What's, uh, what's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, I just want to know. So I've got a, a salary and commission job. I work remotely from home. And I'm supposed to be paid a quarterly per commission. <clears throat> so that was due recently. And I just had a meeting with them and they told me that I need uh, to sign a new contract that retroactively changes my plan from the beginning of the year where I'm only paid commission at the end of the year. Wow. Uh, what did you tell them? <laughs> I said, no, I don't like that. And I have a meeting on Tuesday. And I also told them that it also says that if you're not employed by the end of the year, you're not entitled to anything. Yeah, I I haven't seen that contract, but even without seeing it, I can almost assure you that there's other things you may not have realized that are problematic beyond just commissions. But put that aside for a second. Here's what's going to happen right now. Ultimately, if you decide not to sign... One of two things will happen. Either they back off and they let you be and they pay what they're supposed to, or they decide to let you go. Uh, if they decide to let you go, they, they, they'll pay you, have to pay you severance. And how long have you been there for? Three years. So probably looking anywhere from four to six months of severance is what you'd be owed. Uh, and of course, the unpaid commissions. Or uh, so, so you have to decide if you're okay with that. Or of course, you can just sign the, the agreement. Uh they can't let you go without severance, but could they actually let you go if you refuse to sign? Yes, but they would absolutely have to pay you severance. My recommendation is certainly do not sign anything without me seeing it first because you, you've already noticed what it says about commission. I want to make sure that it doesn't do other things beyond just change the commission structure. So uh, yeah, the sure. best advice I'm going to be able to give you right now, Peter, is do not sign. Do not without sending me a copy of the agreement we can go over it together and then you can make an informed decision but i certainly think it's a it's a really crappy way to for them to do that when they owe you money to sign something to retroactively change the way things uh get paid that's not how an employer should deal with an employee yeah i agree i think it's really bad all right peter i'm gonna give you the number to uh 
Yeah, I'm going to give you the number to reach out to Lior and an email address as well so you guys can uh, dig a little deeper on this one. That is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Feel free to use that number anytime. And the email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Oh, hi. Uh, again, I called earlier, but then yeah, somehow yeah. I was cut off. Uh, I have one other question for your guest. And that is, to do, that is to do with uh, termination. Uh, if there is a termination of employment, and I am talking about totally different employment, uh, and it is past the, the two years from mm. the date of termination, is it still possible for an employee to recover any money owed because the two years window again this is alberto we are talking about and my understanding is you have two years from the date of termination if you want to go after the employer Uh, could you please uh, provide me with some uh, information if that two years is the correct or not and uh, what is the options Yes, so the two year there's a two year limitation period to to get your entitlements. So it's two years from when you were let go, and that is a firm two years. It's not two years in a day. So if if it's been more than two years, unfortunately you're out of time, and there's nothing that you can do in that situation. There's really no no excuses. There's no uh, options. Uh, there's no other way other ways to get around that. So unfortunately, it's it's a very firm two years. Now, is this two years, uh, uh, even with the help of a lawyer, uh, the two years, or or a person on their own, they want to recover any money? I, I'm not sure I understand the question. It's two. Uh, you have two years to pursue a matter from when you were let go. It doesn't matter how you pursue it. It's it's if it's been two years in a day, you and the lawyer can never ever pursue it uh, if it's been more than two years. Good questions, but I appreciate all of them this afternoon. Johnny, for sure, you have any other uh, concerns, you can email help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, there you go. I want to get back into our topic, pal, and there was things you should never do without calling Lior first. And we, we kind of stopped there briefly before we got into a whole string of calls about uh, you know signing a new employment agreement, especially if you're already employed. And that is sometimes the case. People have been employed for months, maybe years. Uh, maybe they didn't have a previous uh, employment contract. It was all in a handshake or a napkin, and everything was uh, tickety-boo. And then here we are all of a sudden, it's like, wow, they're, they're, they're for some reason sending me a new employment agreement. Should I be signing this thing? And so if you never signed an employment agreement, if you're on a handshake or maybe you went for a, for a coffee and you wrote something on the back of a napkin, consider yourself lucky. That is the way to go if you're an employee. You do not want a 5, 10, 15-page employment agreement because that employment agreement is going to have terms that are good for the employer. So that's why a lot of employers realize, wait a second, we never got that employment agreement that I should have, so let me have the employee sign it now. So whenever your employer introduces a new employment agreement, just like with the the call that we previously had, I think it was Peter, Mm -hmm. where his employer introduced a new agreement, bad news, always bad news. So let me give you some examples of things that you can have in that employment agreement that could be very problematic. For example, number one, there could be a term there that limits your future severance. So that term can cost you tens of thousands of dollars. It could be the difference between getting eight weeks of severance or getting 24 months of severance. It could cost you tens, if not even hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's why it's extremely important. Watch out for that. 
there could be a term in there that allows the company to put you on a temporary layoff. So I've said before, an employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff unless you sign an employment agreement that gives them that right. Very big problem. Another example is it could give the company the right to change your job or change your pay. So an employer can't demote you or just give you another job and they can't reduce your pay unless you signed an employment agreement that gives them that right. So you may, you know, have agreed to your employer that your salary is going to be 65000 But what happens if the employment agreement also says that the company can reduce it at any time? Well, then if they reduce it from 65 to 50, there's nothing that you can do about it. So bottom line, bringing it back full circle. An employment agreement, if you've already been working and your company wants you to sign one, bad news. Do not sign it without speaking to me first. What happens if someone's like, yeah, but Lior, I'm scared. You know, I've had this job for so many years, but I'm, I'm scared to sign this thing now. But what, what can happen to me if I simply say no? Well, one of two things will happen. Number one, as I was saying to Peter, your employer can back off and just leave you be. That that would be great. The other thing that can happen is they say, well, we'll let you go because you didn't sign it. Mm. So that is possible, but they'd have to pay you severance. And it may be better to not sign and get severance than to sign it. Because, you know, what happens if you sign it and you agree to limit your future severance, like I was saying, and then a year later they let you go? Well, now you're going to get only a a small portion of your severance. So in some situations, it may be better to lose your job, get full severance, than to sign an employment agreement and guarantee yourself tens of thousands of dollars of losses in the future. Even if you sign that, do you have to – they got to throw you a bone for for doing that, even if you're already an employee, right? You got to get something for it. Absolutely. If your employment, uh, if your employer wants you to sign a new agreement, they have to give you something in return for signing, a signing bonus, a pay increase, extra vacation, something. But just because they don't, don't assume it's not enforceable. Bottom line is this. If you're asked to sign something, do not do so without me seeing it first. Uh, if you sign it and then you get some advice, probably too late. So you have to be smart about it. Great afternoon. Appreciate all the calls and everybody taking the time to uh, to join us on the show. You want to do it now that we're uh, we're getting out of here for the day. Here's how you reach out to Leor and his team. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca and always consult this one pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free and anonymous website. You can check that out anytime you like. And we'll catch you next time on the Employment Law Show. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.